Timey Kangaroo Down Sport. It's Jumpin' Joey on the Coco Show, episode 39. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Jumpin' Joey. You know, Aaron, Australia is full of marsupials. Okay. Yeah. And all kinds of weird stuff. You got your you got your kangaroos, you got your koalas, you got your duck billed platypus. What's your favorite marsupial? Uh boy, that's a tough call there, Boat. I'm gonna go with the old koala bear. Mm. Cute, you know, but I hear they're quite evil. Well, they're cute and deadly. Yeah, that's like me. That's yeah. uh, very similar, you know. And I, also, I cling to a tree every once in a while. If I had a few too many, I will always go with the kangaroo because it's the only animal that can box. What about the boxers? No, they don't dogs. box. They're dogs. They're called boxers. Now, yeah, that was a that was an error on the part of the. What animal. about a box turtle? Also, I'm not I got even a million sure. Of these. Well, yeah, but they they don't actually box. There's got. What about can apes box? No, like they've that? never been successful at it. It's been tried. Have you? Do you know this for a fact? Or are you just saying this, pulling something out of your butt? Listen, I never do that. All I know is that I've seen kangaroos box, and I've watched a lot of ape and chimpanzee footage, mostly the ones where they wear tuxes and smoke. And yeah. I've never seen them put on a pair of boxing gloves. And what about bears? Because bears wrestle. No, I bet you, bears could probably box too. You, you bait bears. That's what you do with those. <laughs> I've, I've heard that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was not recommended. About that. Yeah. I've seen gorillas box like Bugs Bunny and stuff. So I bet they could box. I don't know what that about, that was real. If you'll recall, if I'm not mistaken, in, in the game Kangaroo, right? This is the tie-in. There was a boxing ape in that. Yeah. Remember, he would come out. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying, there's precedent for a boxing monkey. People, of some sort. people enjoy the fantasy world that boxing apes exist in, but that's not the world we live in. Man, if you know, if an ape put a boxing glove on and punched you in the face, he would probably turn your nose into like jello. Well, like, first of all, are, like they're like 50 times stronger than a human. Also, their feet are like their hands, so they could actually put yeah. boxing gloves on their feet as well. What do you think would be harder, boxing an ape or putting on the gloves? <laughs> You know I don't mean? think I don't think the ape would be amiable to uh, putting on the gloves. I don't think the ape needs gloves. What you do is you put a couple, you put bananas in the gloves, and then when they reach in to get them, you strap them on. That's the way you do it. I think I'm I could be an animal trainer, man. I'm ready. You're like Jack Hanna. That's what he does. <laughs> That's that how it works. Cool. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Now before we get into jumping Joey, it's time to uh, give a shout out to our pals over in Canada, Retro Rewind, and let you know a little bit about what they can offer you, the Coco owner. Are you ready to take the plunge into the exciting world of the Tandy Color Computer? Have you tried emulation and found it to be confusing and unreliable? What the hell is Bitbanger? It's time to get yourself a real Coco and get yourself over to RetroRewind.ca to get it out with everything you need to enter the Coco universe. The Coco SDC is the fastest, easiest way to jump into the nirvana that is gaming on the Tandy Color Computer. A preloaded SD card is already included, so just pop it in your Coco and away you go. Pick up your Coco SDC at Retro Rewind and be sure to use the promo code AMIGOS10 to save 10% off the already low price. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for sponsoring the Coco Show.
<laughs> what is a bit banger boat? Oh, jeez. Who knows? Nobody knows. It's a made up word. So, you know, before we go any further, Aaron, we need to give a shout out to the Coco Game Selection Committee. These are the guys, Aaron, that choose all the games that we play, and they are the pillars, the pillars of the Coco community. So it's a big, true. a big Tandy thank you to Canadian Retro Things L, Curtis Boyle, oh, Robert hey, Murphy, and Steve Rasmussen. Mm. Aaron, let's dive in. Or jump in, as it were, to Jumping Joey. Beautiful. The love theme <laughs> from, from Jumping Joey. And I want to say, be on your best behavior, because the man that wrote this game is in the house. Ooh. He's in the house. Let's talk about this game, Jumpin' Joey. Uh, this came out just last month. So we're Johnny on the spot, Boat. Uh, this came out, and for folks listening in the future, that's November 2022. Uh, this was a game for the Tandy Car Computers 1, 2, or 3, or the Dragon. Yes. It's a rare quadruple. Mm -hmm. Minimum 32K. They all got that. Most of them. Okay, not all, but most of them's got <laughs> it. Uh, this is a build on the webpage, as a remake of the arcade game Frogger by Konami, but given an Australian makeover with an extra play area, Australian tunes, and a Joey Kangaroo as a new mascot boat. Mm. Uh, in this particular offering, uh, you're going to be guiding your kangaroo across uh, multiple boards. It's not like Frogger. You've got, this is extra danger for the kangaroo, because it's a kangaroo more capable than your normal frog boat. Uh, you've got Five lanes of traffic to navigate. This is the one that you you never see this one. Then you have to navigate a cattle stockyard. That's bad times <laughs> right there. And then that, then you get to the river, you know, with all the crap in the river to get across the other side. So this is a triple triple threat here, mm -hmm. uh, boat. Now uh, uh, this is in uh, this, of course, works on all the uh, all the cocos and a dragon. It's in eight-color SG-12 graphics on a black background, according to the uh, site here. You also get the two-channel in-game music, keyboard, and joystick, and you can get this multiple ways. Now, Boat, were you a big fan of the old Frogger back in the day? I love Frogger. I think Frogger is one of the all-time classic arcade games. Yeah. I, uh, I used to own a Frogger. In fact, it's one of the first arcade games I ever owned. Really? Boat. I had no and idea. I, Full size or Cabaret? Cabaret. The, the, if it was a Cabaret brother, I'd still have that sucker. Mm -hmm. This is the full the full deal. And actually, the first PCB I ever fixed was a Frogger. I had broken traces. I got in there and got busy on yeah. it. Yeah. And, you know, Frogger is one of those games that just sort of lingers around. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, it was, you know, it's ancient game. And and the but it still is relevant. People still know about it. People still talk about it. And of course, you've got stuff like uh, that old Seinfeld episode where they glorified the frog, which is one of all time great episodes. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> it appeared on everything. It keeps getting ported, redone, uh, over and over. I know for certain there were a couple of different versions of this on the Coco. Uh, so it's neat to see this one approached again with a with, with a fresh look. Uh, what did you think of this uh, when you first loaded it up, Bo? Because 
it's striking and it's uh i'm trying to put this in a it's striking in it's in it's basic graphical presentation well the first thing that strikes you is the graphics uh yeah. this is a uh they call it semi graphics mode and what it results in is a um is a very chunky um you know boxy presentation yeah. uh but at the same time it is very very colorful so in the coco you sort of trade graphical fidelity for amount of colors on screen uh, right. it's one of these interesting trade-offs that you make when you're working with with old old hardware um i absolutely love this graphical style uh, it calls to mind old Activision games on the Atari 2600. They were also very blocky and chunky. Um, and I love the sort of the, the, it's not really abstract representation of stuff because it is what it looks like, but it's very, very basic. Um, and to me, that lets the imagination work a little bit more. You know, it's, it's almost more of a theater of the mind type thing where when something is represented just as basically as it can be, it lets your imagination run wild more than if you have something that's drawn half well, uh, but not really that great. You know, not every game can be pulled off with this style. I think that Nick chose the exact right game for this type of graphical uh, presentation. Uh, you're, you nailed it dead on. The first screen of this game where you're getting across the highway reminds me of this old game for the Toys Center called Freeway. Mm -hmm. I yep. believe you're trying to get a chicken across the road in that one. That would stick. Uh, but the, well, the way the cars look, you're right. You're absolutely correct. Like You could put this on the 2600, and I would have thought twice about it. Because they, it does have that look. And that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. I mean, I'm playing a 2600 game on ARG this week just because I still love the 2600 so much. Because, and but you know, you have the gameplay was king over graphics. But in this case, you get to have your cake and eat it too. Because this can't be the easiest uh, graphic mode to work in. You know, to, to and it, but I mean, he pulls it off. Uh, and he pulls it off quite nicely because... Uh, you know what everything is. You know the different colored cars. You know the alligators, the crocodiles. You know uh, the cattle that are moving around. You can tell what they are. It takes someone that has some sort of uh, knowledge of how graphics work and how to present them in a, in a pleasing way to get away with something like this because in the hands of like a, a, an unseasoned person, this could look like a, a horrible, hideous, blobby mess. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the the one thing that makes this different than an Atari twenty six hundred game is for there there were there were administrative reasons and sort of uh, creative reasons why uh, you know Atari twenty six hundred games so very few of them actually had a black colored background. Yeah, like and and it's really to the detriment of the games because the games, I think that the you know the Atari designers were so obsessed with having as many colors on the screen. It's kind of like watching late '60s Lawrence Welk, where all of the singers <laughs> were in these blaze orange suits and dresses. It's like <laughs> in, yes. in a time where black and white still reigned supreme, you wanted to make sure that every single thing was plastered with color. Right. So, um, and having the black background as the base 
is a huge, huge win in a, in a game like this, even the games, uh, because it gives the sprites definition. And that's the most important thing is that everything has to be extremely well-defined when you have a chunky sprite style or everything just becomes a muddy mess. Let's go ahead just because we didn't really get into what, what, what you're doing here. So your goal in this is to, is to, uh, get Jumpa Joey, uh, across three different levels and into his house, his bay, if you will. Uh, the first level of this, uh, you're you're going across five lanes of traffic. Simple, right? It's the old Frogger. Go across the traffic. The traffic moves at different speeds uh, as you go across. The second uh, 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 level of this is you're going to a stockyard. So what you've got here are herding cattle that are running back and forth through gated lanes. And so this is the key, gated lanes, boat. Because as you go through these, only certain areas are open and available for you to get up into. So not only do you have to avoid the cattle, but you have to avoid the gates. I found this level to be uh, probably the hardest one, in my opinion, but that's just me. The third level uh, that you run to, and these scroll up as you go through, uh, is to go across a river, uh, and you have to go across uh, on the backs of logs uh, and uh, crocodiles and turtles to get to your bay. Very reminiscent of the end of uh, Frogger. And uh, you can pick up little bonuses along the way in the form of fruit that will be uh, up in the little bay area that you can get. You'll also be able to pick up gemstones occasionally. That will They're like little glowing pixels. They're not little, really, are they? They're, pretty, <laughs> they're as big as all the other pixels. Yeah. But they're there for you to pick up. The game has a pretty elaborate scoring system. Uh, as I look it over here, it's also got joystick and keyboard control, and it's got, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, two-channel sound. And I like the sound. I know one song was "Tommy Kangaroo Down," I believe, and I think there was another one. And, and you could, but if there, you, yeah, there are three. Yeah. I think there are three different tunes. And Nick's uh, in here. Nick, what are your songs in here? I knew that was one. Yeah, I uh, was. We'll get... I, I did a quick. Uh, I did a quick Google search of Australian folk songs to see yeah. if anything, because sometimes uh, the title will jump out at me. The first thing that came back was that classic Australian Burl Ives and his album of Australian folk songs. Burl so... Ives, no, no bigger Australian star than Burl Ives, that's yeah. for sure. I was sure you were going to say uh, uh, "Men at Work" was going to come up. That was that's what I figured would happen. <laughs> Uh, but uh, the tunes are good. I mean, they're not irritating at all. I like the, I like the sound of them. But if you do get annoyed, uh, you can hit the M button on your keyboard and shut the sound, uh, shut the audio tracks off, and just listen to the sound effects. If if only every game had that option. <laughs> no kidding. And I will say something else. Like there's a, there's a visual representation of the uh, music being turned on or off on the screen. Mm -hmm. You get a healthy amount of lives in this when you start. Uh, and uh, I found that, uh, I don't know how many times you went through the loop on this. I went through a couple times. Yeah, I was able to get through several times, for sure. Yeah, I found it challenging, though. It's no it's no soft touch, uh, that's for sure. The, so uh, you thought, did you find that the cattle level was the most difficult? I, well, the river's not easy. But the, 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 the river is funny to me because... It, I, I never have that much trouble in the in the frogger version of the river, but the river in this I thought was more difficult. But I thought the cattle was the hardest. Well, the, really, the, a lot of times it just it depends on how it falls, you know. The, the river version in Frogger is the game, so. Well, you're right, but I mean, I thought of between the two, I didn't have that. The city, there's also the road part, you know, yeah. the road part. I yeah. never thought was that difficult. Uh, but 
again, with these big, chunky graphics, the, the goal is, can I see what's happening? Do I know where I am? Do I know what's going on? Yes, to all those questions. Does this game feel like sort of a modernized version of Frog? Or sort of. Does it play well? Yes. Is the control good? Yes. I don't know how you played it, but I played it with the keyboard. And uh, that's the way I like to play Frogger. And it played great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it was dead on. Frogger's a simple game, you know, that he's that he's uh, juiced up here. Uh, but the juice works. I mean, I think it's a, a very good job on this, uh, you know, tribute to Frogger. I got nothing bad to say. Did you, ha- did you run anything that you didn't like? Uh, I am not a huge fan of the way that the, I guess they're called gems in the docks act. Uh, I, I think that it's probably for technical reasons that they do not move with the, uh, with the items in the river. Uh, the analog to this in the original Frogger is that you have a, uh, a female frog that you sort of just kind of like jump on top of uh, to gain bonus points um, yeah. that, that floats along with logs in the uh in the river uh in this game the gym appears uh just sort of randomly in the river and the position of the gym doesn't change so you if you want to get the gym you kind of have to just kind of ride a log down to where or ride a turtle down to wherever it appears and then pick it up i wish that the i I just this is just personal opinion i like the way that the uh the even if it i realize that you can't make like the graphical limitations or such that you can't make a female frog version of your kangaroo uh but uh i wish that the gym would have been placed on a log and it would have floated down the, the river like the original version you actually you actually sort of touched on something that, I, that I, I would like to have seen i wish joey could get himself a girlfriend like the frog did yeah and have a girl i mean uh, or you know what would have been better uh, is a baby that could have jumped in the pouch mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that would make like if you're rescuing the baby that would have been kind of cute Again, though, given the, what you got to work with here, that made the stuff like that. It, see, for us, it's easy to reel off these oh, yeah. mild suggestions because we've got no idea what's going yeah. on. And I mean, it wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world to because you've got what is essentially a three three stage loop. Uh, you know, what do you do to break up the action in an arcade game when you have a, a looping game like this? You add in cutscenes. Now, of course, is the Coco going to be able to give you the best cutscenes that have ever existed? No, but. You could tell a little story, you know, you could, you could, you could use the sprites that are in the game and do something humorous with them just to kind of break up the action. Sure. I agree. But I mean, overall, I got nothing bad to say about it. I should mention that if you go to, and I've got it listed here on the page, if you're looking, if you go to uh, Nick and if you're listening at home, that's N I C K M A R E N T E S.com. You can access all of his games there, including Jumpin' Joey. And if you look through the Jumpin' Joey page, not only has Nick described what the game is, how it works, how to get it, he also goes into a little technical tutorial on, on semi-graphics modes uh, and how the sound worked and all the stuff he did, which I find quite interesting. Oh, Nick says Joey is a baby, so there you go, Boat. There that you shot go. that in the butt. Uh, I'm glad Nick's in here. Thanks, Nick. Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to uh, also mention, if you were wanting to pick this up, he gives you a couple options, uh, Boat. You can just download this thing, a digital download with a uh, disk file, 8 bucks. Mm. So it's easy money right there. Now, you could do that, but here's what I would do. You can buy the physical CD pack, because if you buy the pack, the pack's only 15 bucks. So it's only a few bucks more. But you also get Pipes and Rally SG. You get both those along with 
Jumping that's Joe's it. Triple. That's the that's the deal you want right there. And I'm looking at the box. Uh, the, uh, you get uh, all the files are are, are printed are printed CD, and that uh, looks nice. The box it, it all looks dandy. It's got a full color uh, uh, manual in there, uh, which I've looked through the manual. It looks nice. So I mean that's a that's a dandy right there. So I think that's the way to go. Again, if you're interested, head over to uh, nickmarentes.com. We'll we'll put a link down in the show notes uh, if you're catching this on YouTube. Uh, so, but I enjoyed the game. You know, I, I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> Let's be straight up here. When I saw what this was, you know, I always like Nick's stuff. Uh, but I'm a fair man, all right. And I'm not gonna say I'm never gonna say I like something I don't like it. And I was not super excited for, for for a Frogger remake, especially when I saw what it looked like. I was like, "Man, this looks sort." You're of- not you're not the world's <clears throat> biggest fan of semi graphics Coco games. Well, You've made that known before. Well, but here's the thing: this is of the semi graphics. I really like this, and the reason I like it so much is it's perfect for what he did. Like the graphics are perfect for what he did, and also I appreciate the music. No one talks about Frogger's awesome tune anymore, but that's an awesome tune. The it's old, old it's, song. All, it's old Susanna. Yeah, and I, I like it. It's it sounds great. You know, ding 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 ding. I love all the way it sounds. And I and I, and so when this had cool music to go along with the new theme, see, I dig that stuff. I like the extra mile. So for me, this is a this is a big winner, big big winner. And the price is right. Uh, did we get any Discord action on this thing, boat? Uh, we did. We got a couple reviews. Our first one comes from Mr. Dave, 6309. He says, the color computer really showed bright colors in semi-graphic mode, and Nick is a master programmer looking forward to getting my copy. Exile in Paradise writes, Jumping Joey, Frogger done better. This game really shows the colorful nature of the color computer is more than just a nuclear green, and it shows the master's touch of decades of game crafting experience. It also isn't just a recreation of an arcade classic. He makes it his by also bringing the theme down under, adding continuous music, which you can turn off as well, and additional challenges as well. I've played more Jumping Joey since it was released than I've ever played a Frogger in my entire life combined. I can't think of anything about it I didn't like, gameplay difficulty included, so it is easy for me just to round up to 10 out of 10. Thanks, Nick, for another great game to showcase the Coco at its best. Pajaco6502 writes, I've always been a big fan of Frogger and the many versions and clones that have come out over the years. Jumping Joey does not disappoint. It's nippy and very playable, and although the graphics are super chunky, there is something about the aesthetic that I really like. Weirdly, the color scheme feels a little BBC micro to me, and that's probably why I like this one as well. It's a little tough, though, so expect to flex those retro gaming muscles and be prepared to scream at the TV like a crazy person. Not one if my, not one of my favorites, but still a fun and entertaining experience. Eight out of ten. L. Curtis Boyle, the man himself, writes, I think the most visually impressive of the three semi-graphics games that Nick has done recently, keeping horizontal scrolling going with some fairly detailed graphics for the mode and two-channel music and sound effects with just Coco 1 and 2 stock hardware. It's quite a technical feat. But as is common with Nick's games, he doesn't just clone an arcade game with maybe a reskinning of the graphics. He has to add improvements. The gems that float in the water is one such addition. Also, since Nick had to split the standard Frogger screen in two because of the vertical resolution limitations of the mode he picked, he thought, what the heck? Feature creep a third screen, a stockyard with moving walls to navigate through. Knowing the technical hurdles he was up against, 9.5 out of 10 for me, 0.5 off just because I'm not the biggest Frogger fan. So... 
universal adoration of Jumping Joey, Aaron. You know, L. Curtis Boyle brought up a good point there. Uh, of course, this is a sc- this three-screen game. And I think this is probably the way Frogger should have been. Yeah, because I agree. Because you get more real estate, and everything gets to be nice and big mm-hmm. and cool-looking, and it works out great. You know, And th- we didn't mention, but this thing also has all the extra difficulty things that you would expect it to have. It's got gators waiting for you in your in your uh, cubby hole. It's got snakes that crawl across. It, the logs eventually will become uh, gators. So all the stuff you would have expected in a Frogger-type game will show up here. And the added extra screen, I'll, I'll, like, like he said, I thought that was a good idea. You know, you could do it. I like the scrolling screen. I thought that was clever. You know, this again, this reminds me so much of a 2600 game, which of which I was a big fan. And I would say of all the chunky games that Nick's done, I think this is probably the one I like the most. I played this uh, embarrassingly amount of time this week. It's I just love one of those games where it. you can just play it. You can just pick it up and play it and not mm-hmm. even pay that much attention. Yeah. You know, you can just play it and you can and you can leave the room for an hour and come back and just start again. Yeah. It's a beauty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what else is a beauty, Aaron. And that's all the fine folks that support the Coco show on Patreon. Uh, you know, we already talked about the Coco Game Selection Committee, but we also have our Coco Show supporters that include O'Brien's Retro Vintage. Graham Vepke, Buttons, and William Becker. Thank you to you guys. Mm. If you Thanks, would like fellas. to support The Coco Show, go over to patreon.com slash The Coco Show. We do have a goal up there. If we can get to $200 a month in Patreon support, The Coco Show will go from a monthly show to a weekly show, which would be super awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Oh. All right, Aaron. What are we playing next time? Let's find out. Coco Bond. Coco Bond. Now, Aaron, I don't know what this is. <laughs> you are a you. I I think you told me once that you'd only heard of Soko Bond like five years ago or something. That's what this is. This oh, is I now. I should have figured that out, shouldn't this I? This is this is Soko Bond, but with a twist, oh, a fun okay. twist. So it's been talked about highly. The game selection committee wanted it, so we're going to play it. This is another recent release. Uh, looking forward to really sinking our teeth into Coco Bond. Mm. All right. Sounds good to me, Boat. Thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next time. And until then, all hail. L. Curtis Boyle. Oh. 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 And Nick. Oh. And Nick. Oh.